Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium and here we explore life, death, consciousness and what it all means. Today we are diving into the topic of medical intuition. So I have Kate Beecher with me today. She's an MS and an LPC, which is a licensed professional counsel counselor and medical and emotional intuitive with over 30 years experience. She's featured in Goop, Kourtney Kardashian's website, Poosh, Miranda Kerr's Cora Organics blog, and has taught a week-long workshop at the Omega Institute. She has a unique way of working with clients, creating a detailed, individualized, physical, emotional, and spiritual report and symbolic painting before ever seeing them talking with them or seeing a photograph using only their name and age. Heal From Within, her new book, An Intuitive Guide to Wellness, was released by St. Martin's Press on February 15, 2022. It is filled with valuable information from Kate's spiritual guides and vast professional and personal experience. She teaches her unique medical and emotional intuitive process and practical individualized tools using Jungian psychology techniques to help people connect with intuition, find self-love and empowerment, as well as heal physically, emotionally, emotionally, and spiritually. The book also describes how she became a medical intuitive and details her own healing from an eating disorder, depression, and Lyme disease. Welcome, Katie. Did I say Kate? Thank you, Amy. I keep saying Katie, Kate. You did, you you did, but that's sorry. That's quite all right. Katie. That's okay. God, I don't know how you became Kate in my it's I, I told Katie before we started it's a Monday and I'm struggling on this Monday so I apologize this is perfectly oh, okay oh man oh gosh okay <laughs> hi everybody I just wanted to thank those of you who are supporting the show via Patreon I literally could not do this without you It means so much to me to have any sort of support for the show, but really the financial support is super helpful to me right now. I'm an independent podcaster. This is all being funded by me. So anything you can do to help that, if you love listening to the show, if you love the content I'm creating, if you love the guests that I'm having on, please support the show. I have amazing, amazing guests continuing to come on the show. I'm so excited. I've grown the most month over month in the past three months. And that is because of all of you sharing the podcast, telling people about it. So thank you so much. Uh, We had our second quarterly Ask Amy Anything in March. So that was for Patreon supporters only. And the topics were really heavy this time, but wonderful and necessary to talk about. And we talked about everything that's going on in the world, both from a spiritual and psychological perspective. And together we tried to make meaning of all of this. So our next Ask Amy Anything will be in June. So if you are not a supporter of the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash Dr. Amy Robbins and support me and the show. And again, it helps so, so much. And if you could also take just a minute to share the show with your friends and family and anybody you think would love it, you can do that anywhere you get your podcast. Just click on share this link or copy this link uh, and send it to, I don't know, three, four, five, ten 10 people who you think would love the show. So you can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. You can watch me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
and you can sign up for my newsletter on my website. Again, all of these things are great ways to help. You can also rate and review the podcast. Anything you can do to support the show, I am so, so grateful. The growth I know is going to help me in some way. I'm not exactly sure how yet, but I know it will. And uh, thank you all for listening. And here's this week's episode. So let's just start with kind of the basics, which is what is medical intuition and how do you specifically use it? So the, the general idea of medical intuition is that it's being able to, um, what I can do is I can see inside people's bodies to get a sense of the symptoms that they're having and the issues that they're having. And that's kind of traditional medical intuition. Um, but I am also able to tune into their emotions and their relationships and trauma and family and career and every single thing basically that impacts their life in some way, both to find the root cause of any problems that they're having um, and also to help them connect to intuition and see their strengths and build on those strengths and become more authentic. The way that I use it is, as I said, with the name and age, I create the report um, and a intuitive soul painting. And then I send that information to people before meeting with them. We go over the report. It's a very interactive process because I don't want anyone to just assume that my intuition is more powerful than theirs or that I know, you know more than them about their own body. Um, my guys are always right on, but I really want people to feel empowered and to help them connect to their intuition so that they can heal and get to know themselves. So we look at all the information. Um, we take a look at the all of the different root causes that might be contributing to the issues that they're having. They ask questions. My guides get a lot more information as we talk. And then we problem solve. And if it's you know, sometimes the physical things I, um, I can certainly help with, but, um, and emotional, spiritual as well. But if there are things that, you know, medically um, need attention because it's illegal and unethical to provide diagnosis or claim that I can heal, I have naturopaths and other people that I trust who I refer to um, to help out in the process. That I think is so crucial. And yeah. I just interviewed a woman who wrote this book, Sacred Medicine, Lisa Rankin. She's a mm -hmm. MD. And that's one of the things we talk about with kind of she's she's taught she talks about really how do you kind of pull apart and and figure out who's legit and who is not in this right. space? Because there's so many people who claim that they can yes. do things and yes. end up harming more yes. than helping. I absolutely could not agree more. And I love that you say that you work in tandem with other practitioners to help people right. with what no, you absolutely. find. Um, you know, because my guides will identify symptoms or they'll, um, they'll say, you know, this has sy symptoms similar to Lyme or similar to something or your gut feels off, whatever. It's, it's very specific, but, but I do not ever say that somebody has cancer or give them a disease label or anything like that, because it's just, again, unethical and irresponsible and harmful. And, and it's not, it's not my place, you know, so I really value 
the people that I work with, who I've worked with for a long time, who've helped me as well. So someone comes to you and you, they give you this information. You do these soul paintings, which I want you to describe in a little bit sure, more sure, detail. Sure. sure. Um, but, but when you go in, it's more that it's the messages you hear from your guides in terms of what's going on, on a psychological, emotional, and spiritual level for people. Or do you literally see like the sixth chakra is blocked? And cause I know you talk a lot about chakras yeah. in your book. So that means it could be these things. And then you go further. Like, I'm just curious what the process for you looks like. Uh, yes. And yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to communicate with spirit in a lot of different ways. So as I, I have this template, this blank template that I've created um, that I fill out for people and it's divided by chakras to make sure that I don't leave anything out basically. So I will hear words in my head. Um, I will see scenes of things. I'll see pictures of things in people. I'll see pictures um, inside people's bodies. I will often, even when, um, when I'm doing the reading for another person, one of their loved ones in spirit will come through. So I'll know things about them um, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I, sometimes I, um, I feel things in my body, you know, that are going on with that person. Um, occasionally I will smell something, um, but I really, am fortunate to be able to just download information in all possible ways. And what I've learned is to just be open to what I receive and not analyze it. Because as you know, um, from being a medium, you know, listening and then interpreting are two different things. Mm -hmm. So um, an example I always use is I was doing a reading on a 12 year old girl and I heard tooth enamel so the human part of me would have thought, well, she must have a lot of cavities or something like that. But I know enough just to write tooth enamel. So when I talked to her mom, she said, it's really weird that you said that because my daughter has extraordinarily strong tooth enamel and has never had a cavity. So if I had read into that, I would have been, you know, basically incorrect. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I just came to keep it open. And then that's why we discuss the information in the report and paintings with my clients too, because I really want them to understand it. I want their feedback. I want us to you know, figure out together where to go from here. So you don't editorialize the process. You just allow the information to come through. You surrender to it and you say, this is what it is, you know, and then together you work to understand and make sense of what. Um, yes. And I also, um, Having said that, I do totally get information from my guys. You know, when we're talking, people ask questions and I'll let them know what I'm hearing or seeing or things like that. So I, it's definitely the whole session is run by my guides and um, with the person's input as well, because it's important. You know, how does, how do you feel like this has um, impacted your life? For example, you know, somebody will come to me with um, something I don't know, pain or whatever. Um, and then my guys will reveal that they're sexual abuse or that they're in a really destructive relationship. And often the people don't know that there's a link, you know, mm. between 
emotional and spiritual stuff and what happens to us physically. So that's where a lot of the discussion comes in is, you know, this is what I'm hearing. What do you think about this? And these are the ways that it can, can impact you. And also a lot of times people will say, well, you know, when I lose weight, I'll put on a bathing suit or I'll start exercising. Or when I feel better, I'll leave this relationship. And it's like, um, you kind of need to do it the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know. so how did you get into all of this? It sounds like you, I know from the book, you really healed your own ailments. Yes. Yes. With help, with help for sure. Um, but yes. So when I was 12, because of a dysfunctional family and a bullying situation, I started to develop an eating disorder, which progressively got worse over the years. And I ended up very bulimic to the point where I did not want to be on the planet anymore. It was just a horrible way to live. And I don't remember the exact, I remember the, the day, but I don't remember what led up to it. And, but I really believe that it was divine intervention. Um, I had made a plan, you know, to drive my car into a tree and something stopped me. And I went home from school without telling anyone. And I called our pediatrician and said, you know, I'm doing this. I need some help. And he gave me the name of a therapist. Um, I still didn't tell anybody. It took me like a month or two to actually get the courage up to call the therapist. Um, Usually it does, right? Right, right. I know that as a therapist as well. I know, I know. But I figured, you know, all right. Um, So I did. She's a Jungian counselor and Jung is totally, totally supportive of psychic abilities and intuition, you know, and being authentic and all that good stuff that people need, um, especially with addiction, which eating disorders are an addiction. So worked with her for a while. Um, eventually did tell my parents, but that was, that was just not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, went off to college, became a counselor. And I knew that I'd had these abilities since I was very little. I always was really empathic and kind of knew what other people were thinking and feeling and you know, very in tune to that. And my parents knew about some of it because they basically be like, okay, where did that come from? Or how do you know that or whatever? But I really didn't have people that I could talk to about it until I went to therapy. And she taught me that I didn't have to be afraid of it mm. and how to use it. You know, what an, um, how lucky were you to have had a uh, therapist that understood that and didn't? It's, yeah, it's honestly... I would not have recovered had it not be for Jungian counseling. Um, just behavior mod or any of those other techniques just would not have done it for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even just connecting to my intuition, um, that's really what saved me too. And just learning to accept myself and that I didn't need other people. So, um, yeah, she taught me all about that. I learned more about my abilities. And even with counseling, I worked really intuitively. So I listened to my guides as they told me things about clients. And I accidentally started channeling people's loved ones um, who had died during sessions. And then I figured, well, I better figure out actually how to use this and what to do with it. And sounds like we have similar paths. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, Yeah. So I found out about a spiritualist church in my area when I lived in Connecticut, learned more from, from them. It was a wonderful experience. 
And then my mom got really sick and I ended up being her caretaker. And it was just, it created World War III in my fun, dysfunctional family. So it just, you know, the whole experience really changes you. And it made me think that I wanted to do more. I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to, I needed to do something else, you know, Mm so I started investigating other things and found out about medical intuition, didn't know what it was, just thought I'm super interested in medicine, super interested in the body and the you know intuition part. Um, found a three-day workshop at Omega with Mona Lisa Schultz. At the end of the first day, she's like, I don't know what you usually do, but you should really look into doing this. And I'm like, okay, because I, I was able to know things about people and mm-hmm. see things and it, it surprised me. You know, I had no idea. So um, that's kind of where it started. And I've been, yeah, that was, I don't even know, 10 years ago, maybe. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So tell me about these soul paintings and how they yeah. work. Because they're, this is, did you do one of me? <laughs> I, I could do one of you, most certainly. Um, I'm covering up the name, but. Oh my this God, is they're just, so cool. This is just one. This happens to be an octopus. Um, they're all super duper different. This is cover up the name again. Uh, this is another one. They're all incredibly different. And like, um, I, my guides will tell me to start with a color. So I start up here usually, and then every color means something. The placement of it means something The the direction of the arm, you know, how the arms are, um, up or down or crisscross or whatever, all that means something. The, every chakra the colors in there, they don't correspond to the normal chakra colors. It's just whatever my guides tell me to do, but how they're shaped tells me something. Um, Legs are about moving forward in life. So the colors in there, like just the whole thing is incredibly significant. And I usually do those toward the end of the reading and my guides just take me through and explain what the significance is of everything. And people really, really like them. You know, do you get to like, keep them? Do you give? Um, do you send them to people or no? Dear God, no, I don't because I just know myself. It's it would never get to them. I have you know, so many that I do, and just, <laughs> if people ask me something, you know, I will I will do it. But I'm like I'm horribly unreliable. <laughs> we all have to know our limits, right? You know, you know, seriously. Um, so, but I send them. People often print them out, um, and they frame them, and. Um, yeah, I used to write more on the pictures, but people kind of like them without the writing. And also my guides give me a lot more information than if I were to try to interpret it beforehand. So yeah, they're they're super fun. Um, but I do workshops where I teach people how to do these paintings and connect with intuition and things like that. So so let's talk a little about that because I know intuition, I get a lot of questions about how people should tap into their intu- intuition. What is intuition? What is, how do you know when you're tapping into intuition versus just making stuff up in your head, which is often what I think I'm doing. (laughs) Um, So can you kind of give us a little bit of insight into all of that? Yeah. So I am about the most non-woo-woo light worker, medium, whatever (laughs) you will ever want to eat Um, because for a lot of reasons, I think probably it's my clinical background, but also because I really believe that we are all intuitive. We all can use intuition. We've been using it since before we were born, probably. Um, you know, as a mom, we use intuition all the time for our kids. 
even medical intuition, because you know often before you bring them to the doctor that there's an ear infection or that their stomach's off or you know by their cry or, you know, um, and then once you find out that there's a symptom, you have to decide, what do I do about this? Do mm -hmm. they just need to rest? Are they overtired? Do they eat something, you know, a little funky? Do they eat some, whatever the thing is, you know, you're making those decisions. So you, you're, you are like, using like last night when my son came in my room three times, which is probably why my Monday is the way it is with the leg pain, knowing that it's growing pains versus like getting hysterical correct. that it's something else. Absolutely correct. Exactly. Perfect example. So there is nothing woo woo about that at all. Um, there's, there's nothing evil about it. It doesn't go against the Bible. There's no, you know, the things you hear sometimes. So but how do I know that it's that and not something more serious? Right. So what I got, okay. So one of the obstacles to connecting with intuition is doing exactly that. It's overthinking. It's, you know, is this just me or is this my intuition? Is this just something I'm telling myself? Why aren't I seeing angels? Why aren't I getting more information if I'm actively, actively trying to connect? Um, what if I'm wrong? Um, what if I hear something I need to do and I'm too afraid to do it? You know, if mm. I listen to my intuition, then I immediately have to do what it says. That's terrifying for a lot of people. It's why we push our intuition and our feelings down. So what I suggest to people is to just be open to listening. Start just by listening allow your feelings, allow the information. If it makes you feel more anxious, and, and I'm not talking about like your intuition, you know it's right, you're just afraid to do it. Like if it makes you feel more anxious, if it makes you feel fearful, um, things like that, then that's probably more your self-doubt mm -hmm. than intuition. And don't worry about where it's coming from if it's good information. You know, if it feels right to you, who cares if it's coming from something inside of your head? Who cares if it's coming from, I don't know, angels or, or the tree or whatever? Like, it literally doesn't matter. We care so much about being wrong and screwing mm -hmm. things up mm -hmm. that we're not willing to make mistakes. And I really feel like even if our intuition let me rephrase that. Even if we don't listen to our intuition the correct way, or if we misread this signal, I believe that we are then taken in a direction where we will then find our way mm -hmm. and figure out what we need to do. So I think it's more a fear of, of being wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a mom, okay. So let's say you heard growing pains, fine. You know enough about your relationship with your kids and about yourself that if that were to accelerate, you know, if he had more pain, if there were other signals that you were getting, your intuition would then say, you know what, I think this might, there might be more to this and I need to pursue it. So it's keeping an open mind, you know? I see. So it's not, so you're talking about it really as sort of what I would say, following the breadcrumbs in a way like, mm -hmm. okay, if there's, if I'm being shown more, yes. whether it be by him or just in my own mind, right. 
then I pursue that. And that's still intuition. It is. Absolutely is. Because we don't hear or feel everything all at the same time. That would be just incredibly overwhelming. Yeah, we couldn't. Our brains aren't able no, to process not at all. all of that. And sometimes it's just you need to go to this class or you need to get outside or you need to whatever the thing is. And then you figure out the purpose or what you're supposed to learn there, but you don't see the whole picture. So you have to do, you have to let go of control and go on faith a lot of the time. And that's scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so do you feel like your whole day is just led by intuitive steps? If I do it right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You know, um, I think the way that I do my readings in that I, I sit with the information before I meet with people, that's my way of setting healthy and, and clear boundaries. Because if I just allowed information from the other side to come at me, you know, all day, every day, it's really overwhelming and it's mm-hmm. really tiring. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, for me, I really try to, to listen to keep an open mind, to not get control freaky and let fear take over. And, um, you know, especially like when you have a, a new experience, like a book or something, and you want it to do really well, but you don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I've never promoted a book before. I've never done any of this before. And I have a great publisher, but so much of the work is on the author. So you don't know, you know, you don't, it's a balance between how much do I try and get it out there? How much do I promote? How much do I do this? And when do I sit back so that it doesn't make me crazy? You know, mm-hmm. so this, there's a lot of that balancing that goes on and, and that's human beingness, but it happens to intuitives too. Mm-hmm. Well, and can we talk a little bit about chakras? Because sure. you talk a whole lot about them in the book, I do. Um, but how, I was curious and found myself thinking like kind of which comes first, the chicken or the egg doesn't even matter. Does the, um, do you notice that a chakra is blocked and that leads to illness or is illness lead to a blocked chakra or is it not that clear? It's not, you know, it's not linear in that way. Right. That's a really great question. And I, chakras are energy centers in the body for anybody that does not know that they have a set of physical, emotional, and spiritual characteristics. And just a quick example, the fifth chakra is in the throat. So the thyroid would come into that, um, you know, acid reflux sometimes, um, anything having to do with the throat, the neck, any of those kind of things. And then emotionally and spiritually, they have to do with self-expression. So how much do you express yourself? Can you get your feelings out? Do you do it too much? You know, um, are you authentic? So that's just a quickie example for for people. But I use them in kind of a non-woo-woo way, again, to try to see patterns. So if somebody comes to me and my guides pick up a thyroid thing. One of the things that I then ask my guides is, is this person able to express themselves? Do they feel comfortable doing that? Um, Have they been taught to hide their feelings or push them down? 
you know, what is the relationship between all of these issues in this area of the body? And then I don't really do things like unblock chakras. I'd rather intensely problem solve. Mm. And as you work on those issues, then a block chakra is basically that energy can't flow through it. And, and you want energy freely, freely flowing <laughs> your entire body so that it can all work together. Um, you have energy. It's like chi, you know? Right. So that's kind of the concept of the block chakra is that if you have issues in that area, it's very hard for energy to flow freely through it. And, and I do think it's really definitely chicken egg stuff because we like for, for stomachs too, for like third chakra, um, I've always had stomach stuff. I've always had that be a vulnerable area. And when I was very young, I got stomach aches. I, you know, that's where I felt a lot of emotion that happened to be a trait in my family as well. I got motion sickness, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to do with self-esteem and being hard on yourself and being a perfectionist. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think probably the emotional stuff started first, although it's it's hard to say going back that that early. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's something that even today, sometimes if I get stomach symptoms, I don't even know I'm anxious. And then I feel that and I'm like, oh, okay, dude, what's going on? You know, right. Right. Cause the, cause the feelings manifest in the body. I think totally, you know, totally. I I think usually it's more often than not, it's the emotional that then physically manifests. And then we pay attention to it because we're like, oh God, my, this hurts or that hurts or whatever it is. Exactly. And I also love the chakras because it helps me to look at the person as a whole person. And so it helps me to look at how all of these symptoms are connected and how they interact with each other um, because they don't, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. So you can have um, some symptoms apply to more than one chakra. That happens a lot too. So um, like for third, for example, which is about self-esteem and um, things like that, that directly impacts your fifth chakra because if you don't have good self-esteem and you're a perfectionist, then it's really hard to get feelings out and express them. So everything is all connected, which for me is super important when I work with people. So if I was working with someone from purely the psychological perspective, not necessarily the intuitive perspective, and they came to me because, let's just say they had self-esteem issues and were Mm -hmm. having a hard time Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries Great. is a big one. Sure. Um, we would, what, what would you say about that? Because I think, you know, oftentimes when I see people after the first or second session, I have a pretty clear idea of the roadmap we're headed to. I might not tell right. them that, but I know because I've done this for a long time. Exactly. Some of it might be intuition, but also experience doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, which I think you can be, I think we use our intuition in that way all the time when we've been doing something for a long time, right? It's like, oh, this usually means that. Um, I might be wrong, but it usually does. 
Right. I think the best clinicians are very intuitive. So, so where would you take that? Okay. From like um, a energetic chakra. Yeah. Standpoint. Yeah. So that's actually a great example because for my own recovery from the eating disorder, um, self-esteem and boundaries were huge issues. I did not have any of those things. Mm-hmm. They were not even, they were not modeled. They were all that good stuff. As I'm sure you hear often. What we worked on in the direction I would take it is first thinking about um, a couple of things, authenticity. So being your true self, but most people will say, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. So getting to know who you are, and it could be things like, um, what color are your eyes? What food do you like? What colors do you like? Where do you live? Um, You know, just... um, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So, so many things that, you know, make up who we are. And when we can tune into all those, we figure out what's important to us and what we need and what we want. And the more we do that, the more authentic we can be. Now, another way of getting to your authenticity is when you are communicating with your intuition and your body, I feel that intuition, I use the Jungian definition, basically it's, you know, God within, but it's a connection to, um, sorry, to um, someone yeah, talking to I'm, you. Thank you. Thank you, are, thank they, you. T- are they talking they to are, you? They are. They are. Oh yeah. This is my life basically. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm schizophrenic. It's great. Um, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, um, feeling safe, feeling like, when you have this, basically this protector with you, you're never alone. You know, what other people think and feel isn't as important, which if you think about boundaries and self-esteem, what other people think is extremely important. And that's why it's hard to have it. Mm -hmm. So I teach them some techniques for talking to intuition, for listening to intuition, for just recognizing what that guiding voice and physical feelings can sound like and feel like. Um, and talk to them about when they have not set a boundary and they need to, or when they do something that they don't really want to do, what does that feel like in your body? What is your, what is that little voice in your head telling you? How does that feel versus when you stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. or when you express your feelings or so I try to relate everything back to um, listening to that loving inner voice and to just doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. Well, and what a beautiful way to combine the work. Yeah, totally, totally. It's fantastic. So Katie, if people are interested, Katie, not Kate, I'm honestly not always, usually I'm more more with it's, it. It's honest to God. Than I am today. It's, it's so okay. We are oh being so okay. <laughs> oh God. I just, I honestly had forgotten. I realized it was just Monday, but I had forgotten completely the fact that my son was up three times and slept in our bed, which means I didn't sleep. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I understand. No, my kids are 30 and 24. And oh. I, I just, yeah, I, I so remember. It's great. They're great. I adore them. We get along famously. But yes, I remember what that was like. Yeah. And I'm like, why is my brain not really working today? And now uh -huh. I'm, it's very clear to me why it's not. Right. Because yes. I have children. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my website is katiebeecher.com. B-E-E-C-H-E-R. Um, katiebeecher.com. I'm on Instagram, Katie Beecher Medical Intuitive. I'm on Facebook. I have a special private Facebook group for people reading the book um, to learn more and to share. And again, that's just, it's just Katie Beecher. You can find me everywhere, dear God. Um, and my book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all of those good places you find books. Um, there's a hardcover and an audio and Kindle and I narrated it and yeah, so. And it's different. it's really fantastic. And it's such like a great it's almost like something that I wanted that I probably will just sort of keep as on my desk as like a reference as That's I'm working awesome. with people to think about, oh, OK, so there this is being expressed. What's going what might be going on here beyond yeah. like what I'm what I'm hearing? Like what else might, might, might there be? No, I love that because I wrote that with clinicians in mind, too, you know, not just. Um, regular people, but how can people like me and, and you use it to help the people that they work with? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, so can we do a quick speed round? Yes. Spirituality means? Connecting with faith and feeling safe. I like that. What is something most people don't know about you? that I pole dance religiously. Is I'm that addicted. what's behind you? I am, I am addicted to pole, yes. Oh my god! People know that because I have an Instagram account, but just for my own purposes, but yeah, that's, yeah. That is amazing. You're the second- it's fantastic. You're the second person that I've interviewed in the past week that has talked about pole dancing. You know what that means, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, then we'll the, talk after. Ready? But the funniest part is that I just talked with a girlfriend about signing up to take dance classes. Not Fantastic. pole dancing, but just dance classes. Okay. Moving your body in an enjoyable way is what's important. Yes, that's crazy, though. I was like, does she have a pole behind oh, oh, her? Oh, yeah, that's what that was, is. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. um, what is one thing you're looking forward to right now? I am looking forward to my daughter's, my younger daughter's wedding in September. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. Yeah. What is one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? Oh, my family, my husband and my two girls and their, their spouse and spouse to be. What book is on your nightstand? <laughs> A book about pole. <laughs> pole physio. <laughs> Pole what? Pole physio and then the book, My Big Toe, which is total metaphysics. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. that's like what would happen with me. Right. Um, what's your favorite spiritual or healing practice? Oh, um, writing to my intuition and letting it write back. Mm. What is the most transformative experience of your life? Eating disorder. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time today. This was, I, I know that this will help people. I am sure that I will have people who are going to reach out to you. Your new book, Heal From Within, is out now. You can get it anywhere that books are sold. So, Katie, yes. thank you. 
Oh, my pleasure, Amy. It was so nice talking to you. You too. Have a great day. You too. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.